The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Will Friedell. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like... My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey y'all, we're rerunning two episodes today, which means that you'll hear two hosts, me and Tracy V. Wilson. Enjoy the show. Welcome to this day in history class. It's July 20th. The first International Special Olympics was held on this day in 1968. At this point in history, it was very common for people with disabilities to be housed in institutions. And a lot of times these institutions had a just appalling conditions. Even if they were called a school, it wasn't really about educating anyone. It was just about keeping people away from the public eye. People who were kept at home also tended to be kept out of sight from the rest of the community and sometimes even secret. It was really rare to see a person with any kind of visible disability out in public, both because of all the social stigma that surrounded the whole idea and because communities just were not accessible. There were some people, though, that really started working to change that. This included Eunice Kennedy Shriver and Anne McGon Burke. Shriver was the sister of John F., Robert F., and Ted Kennedy. And they also had another sister named Rosemary, who had an intellectual disability that was treated with a lobotomy in 1941. Today, we know that this was not an appropriate treatment for her at all. But at the time, the lobotomy was often recommended as a treatment for a range of mental and cognitive issues. Shriver, though, was the director of the Joseph P. Kennedy Jr. Foundation. And that was a foundation that began focusing more and more of its efforts on people who had cognitive and intellectual disabilities. 
She did a lot of work, and she did a lot of advocacy with her brothers, who, as politicians, had the ability to pass laws that would help this situation. She also just wanted to combat all of this social stigma and the segregation and isolation of children with intellectual disabilities. One of the things that she did was to establish a summer camp in 1962. And one of the goals of this camp was to get a better sense of what these children could do instead of focusing on what they could not. This led to year-round athletics programs for young people with intellectual disabilities. While Shriver is the person that is most often associated with the founding of Special Olympics, Burke was highly instrumental in expanding its scope and its scale. In March of 1968, Shriver and the Chicago Park District announced the first Olympic Games for young people with intellectual disabilities. These first games were held at Soldier Field in Chicago on July 30th of 1968. A thousand young athletes from the United States and Canada competed, and they competed in more than 200 events. Special Olympics Incorporated was formed later on in 1968, and today it's a global organization that holds events all over the world, and millions of young athletes participate. Today, there's some debate about the Special Olympics. The field of education has moved toward trying to place children into the least restrictive environment that still meets their needs. So, as often as possible, placing them in classrooms with their non-disabled peers instead of in classrooms that are segregated from everyone else. So there's a lot of discussion about whether it's really helpful to segregate children with intellectual disabilities into their own separate event. There are a lot of other specific criticisms as well, including whether today Special Olympics perpetuates more stereotypes than it helps to dispel. However, though, it's clear that the Special Olympics and Eunice Kennedy Shriver's work outside of the Olympics were monumentally important in starting to combat some of the stigma surrounding disability. And this included advocacy that led to some of the first laws that protected people with disabilities and helped guarantee them equal access to facilities and education. Thanks so much to Eve's Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode and to Tari Harrison for her audio skills on all of these episodes. You can subscribe to this Day in History class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Tune in tomorrow for a show trial that's full of monkey business. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we uncover the remnants of history every day. The day was July 20th, 1969. U.S. astronauts Neil Armstrong and Edwin Buzz Aldrin became the first people on the moon when Apollo 11 landed on its surface. In the late 1950s and the 1960s, the space race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union was in full swing. In 1961, not long after the Soviet Union and U.S. sent the first people into space, U.S. President John F. Kennedy declared before Congress his commitment to landing someone on the moon before the end of the decade. So NASA dedicated the Apollo program to Kennedy's mission. The first uncrewed Apollo spaceflight launched in 1966, and the first crewed flight was Apollo 7 in October of 1968. Apollo 7 tested the Apollo Command and Service Module in low Earth orbit. The Apollo program went on to send astronauts to orbit the moon and tested the lunar module while in Earth orbit. In Apollo 10, the Apollo lunar module was flown into a descent orbit in a dry run for the first moon landing, which would happen two months later. On the morning of July 16, 1969, Apollo 11 launched from Cape Kennedy. Commander Neil Armstrong, lunar module pilot Buzz Aldrin, and command module pilot Michael Collins were aboard. On July 17th, the first color TV transmission from Apollo was sent to Earth. On July 19th, the spacecraft went into lunar orbit. And on July 20th, Armstrong and Aldrin entered the lunar module, which separated from the command module where Collins remained in lunar orbit. 102 hours, 45 minutes, and 40 seconds after launch, the lunar module Eagle landed on the moon. Hours after landing, Armstrong left the lunar module and stepped onto the moon, setting up the TV camera for transmission back to Earth. About 20 minutes later, Aldrin also exited the lunar module and took his first steps on the moon. About 650 million people watched the mission on television as the astronauts became the first ever to walk on the moon. They took photographs of the moon's surface and the lunar horizon, took samples of lunar surface materials, and planted a U.S. flag. They also left behind medallions with astronauts and cosmonauts who died in accidents, as well as a silicon disk that contained goodwill messages from 73 countries. The astronauts spoke with President Richard Nixon by telephone link. After the two astronauts re-entered the lunar module and slept for about seven hours, they began their ascent from the lunar surface. 
Aldrin and Armstrong spent 21 hours and 36 minutes on the surface of the moon. The lunar module docked with Command Module Columbia, and Armstrong and Aldrin went back to the command module with Collins. On July 24th, the Apollo 11 crew landed in the Pacific Ocean about 900 miles or 1,400 kilometers southwest of Hawaii. The USS Hornet was the primary recovery ship for Apollo 11. The astronauts were sent to the Lunar Receiving Laboratory at NASA's Lyndon B. Johnson Space Center for quarantine. The astronauts' moon landing and return to Earth was celebrated with parades, a state dinner, and a world tour. Collins, Aldrin, and Armstrong were each given the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Five later Apollo missions also landed astronauts on the moon. The whole Apollo program cost around $26 billion. Though a lot of people celebrated the feat, many Americans protested the allocation of so much money and resources to accomplishing a moon landing when there were pressing issues to attend to on Earth. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. Get more notes from history on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at TDIHC Podcast. Tune in tomorrow for another day in history. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.